to Overtime Hockey Talk. My name is Mark Paul, and my co-host Justin Baker and I will be rolling through our divisional previews. Uh, we This is our third year in a row doing some division previews, and uh, I want to say that we've failed relatively miserably in the first two years. Just like everybody else. Just like everybody else. It's yeah. so hard. Uh, I mean, you can have all the statistical evidence you want. I mean, it's, obviously, we hit on some teams. You know, there's some things that we go, oh, yes, we predicted that. Everybody got Tampa. <laughs> Finishing yeah. number one. Yes, yeah. yes. I, yeah, we had Tampa at number one. That's that's true. And uh, I think that you had Minnesota missing the playoffs. I did. I had them making the playoffs. So you were right on that. Uh, I had St. Louis actually doing pretty well. And I was like, oh, crap. This is not going to go yeah, well. They, and then uh, all of a sudden, they, yeah. they turned it on. So... You know, it's this is all uh, obviously there's there's no real formula. Like you just never know when is a team going to come from essentially one of the last place teams and go and just go on a run. Yeah, injuries like, happen. Make the playoffs. You get weird, you get guys that get call ups right, like Bingington, for example, comes up and steals the show and you know just shakes up the standings completely. Because I think I had I had St. Louis in at four or five, I think last year, but I didn't. I don't think I had them making the playoffs. So this was. Uh, yeah, I mean the difference between making the playoffs and missing is so slim. I mean, Chicago wins three more games; they're in the playoffs. Chicago, and they were bad. Yeah, one you know? good, one bad week, and you're in or out. I mean, that's pretty much all it takes. I mean, Arizona was two for two, like two wins away from making the playoffs, and so really, you think like over the course of 82 games, in the 35 games that the Coyotes lost, two of those just have to. A bounce goes their way, and suddenly they're a playoff team. Yeah. So there really is so much variance as the year goes along, and, and there's some puck luck to it. But I, I think these two divisions that we're going to do, we're going to do the Metro division and the Central. I think that the Metro maybe has some, like, you could really go off the board in the Metro, and it would be hard to say, well, yeah, there's no way that's going to happen. Like, could the New Jersey Devils make the playoffs? Maybe. I mean, they made it two years ago. They had a down year last year, but now they got all Taylor Hall's hurt all last year. Yeah. Yeah. Now he's healthy. Yeah. And has Jack Hughes. Exactly. There's just so, and PK Subban. There's just so many, so many changes that can, I mean, New Jersey went from last place to making the playoffs back to last place. So, I mean, who knows what'll happen here. And so we are going to give you our division previews. And with that said, let's hop into the Metro. All right. And uh, we're going to start at the bottom. Which team do you think is least likely to make the playoffs in this division? Well, before we do that, um, I thought I would put you on the spot much like you did last year. Oh. Yes. I have to ask you, will you be a groomsman at my wedding? Oh. Yeah. Wow. That was a... that was a little curveball. Nothing to do with the Metropolitan no. Division at all, but absolutely. <laughs> all right. Uh, heck yes. Thank, yes. Good to you. I'd be yeah. honored. Uh, that's Yes, that's the second time that's happened on our show. It is, yeah. Oh. I figured you did it to me. I have to do it to that's, Mark on our show. That's so. true. Beautiful. Damn it, you did catch me off guard. I was like, what did we do last division preview? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'd be honored to be a groomsman. Beautiful. Sounds I great. love it. I'd be honored to have you. So let's not get too far off topic. To the Metro. Uh, to the Metro, right. Back to that. Number eight for me, um, a lot of people are going to hate this, but again, you kind of talked about it, and I think two through eight, you could literally just put their names on a hat and pick them off, and you could literally make a case for 
either one of them finishing at the bottom or at the top. And so number eight for me, unfortunately, the New York Rangers. Okay. I do think they, they added some nice pieces. You have Adam Fox coming in, Truba, you know, Panarin, obviously the bread man, and Capococco. It's going to be great, but I think... I mean, a, that's... That's two extra players in their top six. Yeah, it's it's two a lot, guys. a lot of improvements. But Zuccarello I think, gone. yeah, Zuccarello's out of there, and who knows what's going to happen with Kreider? And you kind of have a terrible outside of Fox and Truba. I think the the and maybe Brady Shea. The rest of the defense is suspect to me. And who knows what kind? I, I think Lundqvist is still reliable, but you know he's getting up there in in age, and so uh, curious to see if they can put it all together. So okay. Uh, so you think the Rangers are least likely to make the playoffs then in I that do. division? I think, and and I this isn't super super popular, but I just feel like with all the star power that this team lost, the Columbus Blue Jackets are not going to pull a New York Islanders and just like pull one out of their ass and make it into the like, into the playoffs no. and go advance in the round. Uh, I think the Columbus Blue Jackets are going to take the biggest step back out of any team in the NHL. Like I think if there's a team that made the playoffs last year, they are going to be the team who finishes furthest back. I think they may have up to 25 fewer points than they had last year. Yeah, I don't disagree with that at all because, I mean, my list, again, number seven, Columbus Blue Jackets. There's a reason for it, right? So you they, have the Blue Jackets at seven. I do have the Blue I Jackets I have the Rangers at seven, at seven okay. so we just kind of have them flip. Yeah, and... It, I mean, first off, you lose a two, a Vesna winning goaltender, right? Bobrovsky's gone. He he stole so many games for this team. I think that you know this is a team that on many nights just lacked the offensive ability outside of Panarin to really put up a lot of goals, and so you'd have to have him come in and steal some games. And I'm not really so high on Corpusalo and what's his face, Elvis Merlickens, or yeah, I can never remember his last name, but yeah, I I don't know what you're gonna get out of those two, and and with you know probably the the least experienced and most terrifying for a fan of a team goaltending tandem like might be yeah goaltending maybe 31 out of 31 teams it very well may be yeah and so we'll we'll see this season if torts can can pull one out of his ass and i, I you know he i think he'll be gone i think he'll get fired at the during this year if they if they finish seventh or even eighth yeah he'll get fired for sure well i just don't think that he's the kind of coach to take a team where they are right now and and to he can't bury trots it no. no, no. So, uh, okay. Well, so we've got seven, eight, just flip flopped. Uh, my number six. I do have another team who made the playoffs in this division, missing the playoffs. Uh, I think the the John Tavares factor won't be there anymore, and that was a big driving force behind what the Islanders were doing last year. And I think that they are also not going to catch people off guard. People know that they're, they're a good team. They also lost their starting goalie. They're bringing in Varlamov who I, I don't have any problems with, but I do think there was something special that was happening there with Robin Leonard. I think they're like their magical season is over. That's fair. And I see the Islanders missing the playoffs and finishing sixth in this division. Yeah. They're definitely not going to, like you said, catch people off guard and finish second like they did last year. And I, I think you, you look at what they did in the playoffs, right? The first round was, was fine, great, good for you. But then when you can only score one goal. They beat a bad Penguins They team. did. When you only score one goal, though, in the second round, I mean, granted, it, yeah, Carolina was great, but, I mean, come on, one goal in four games? Yeah. Like, you got to produce a little bit more offense than that. And I think Barzell, he's 
you know, he took a step back. We, we've talked about it last year and a little bit more, you know, hiding behind Tavares. You know, he was sheltered and didn't have to see top D pairs, and he goes out now, and it's like you have to play a more defensive system, so his offensive abilities were, you know, not prominent last year. Yeah, I will say this, though. If you look at last year's Metropolitan standings, you look at the sixth-place team was Philly last year. They had 82 points. They missed the playoffs by 16 points. I think that gap will be much closer. So I, I don't think that the Islanders are going to take such a step back that, you know, they're they're not going to get. The, I think the Islanders could get 90, 88, 90 points and just miss the playoffs uh, because I think there's some other teams in here that that will likely jump the Islanders. Sure. Okay. Uh, so your number six. six. Your number six. New Jersey. Okay. You got yeah. New Jersey. Yeah, I'm not taking a flyer on them, man. Eh? Uh, you know what? I'm I'm a little skeptical just because of the goaltending, right? Okay. Uh, Blackwood, he showed a couple flashes of, you know, he could be a starter in this league, but, um, you know, are we going to get that on a consistent basis? And, you know, Corey Schneider, is he going to come back yeah, to that's, form? That's probably the biggest question about the Devils. Absolutely. Corey I, Schneider. I love the pieces they added. I love the show me contract. They gave Wayne Simmons. They gave him five mil one year and said, hey, come and show me what you got still. Yep. And I think he'll he'll like you can't lose anything on that. No, you cannot. And I I think he's you know he's probably going to see top six minutes. And so if you're with you know Nico Heischer or even Jack Hughes on on one of those top two lines, you're you're going to produce. And I yeah. think it's going to be all gravy for them. Okay. So, but you still think sixth place? They miss the playoffs. I do, and I, I think again it's it's going to be a slim margin because. You know, I still think the teams ahead of them, you know, it's it's going to be a battle of, you know, one or two games to flip-flop these places. Okay. So, um, Well, my number five is – what did I do? Oh, <laughs> my, well, my number five, for some reason I have written in Columbus, but no, my number eight was Columbus. My number five is Carolina. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yes, I have Carolina making the playoffs – so you think five teams from the Metro are I getting do th I, I think that there's a strong chance Carolina as the fifth makes the makes the playoffs. Wow. Uh, I the the thing about the and we'll get of course get to the Atlantic. I don't really see like I, I think that Montreal and their ninety six points last year, uh I, I think they're actually gonna take a step backwards. I agree. Again, I don't like I, I think that last year they maybe picked up points where they may not normally. They also had a lot of teams caught off guard early on. They got off to they, a hot start. They, did, yeah. they got off to a great start. Uh, but I think Florida will be a little better. Buffalo is going to be better. I think Detroit will be better. And I actually think Ottawa is going to be better. I think that division is going to, like, those bottom six teams are going to pull in closer, or bottom five teams are going to pull in a little bit closer. Montreal a little less, Florida a little more, Buffalo a little more. So Steal I, some points from those middle people? I, I think so, and I think okay. that ultimately – uh, the bottom of the Metro is going to be, it might be really bad. Like, I think Columbus might be really bad. Like, look, it wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me if Columbus has the first overall pick next year. Like, that's how bad I think Columbus could be, even though I, uh, yeah, I mean, I have them last in this division. I also think the Rangers, despite making some nice moves, I think that they could still, they'll likely still find themselves competing for that last spot and, so it's there's there's going to maybe be some pretty rough teams down there, but wow, uh, yeah, okay. I think on my my last place team in the uh, Pacific Division is going to have the number one pick. So you have to listen to our our next show on okay, that and to, to find out who it is. There you go. Um, number five for me, the New York Islanders team. We we talked about briefly already. I think do they make the playoffs? No, I do not think so. I think that this is going to be another four and four. Um, 
but yeah, the Islanders to me, their their inability to score goals is going to start sneaking up on them. And again, you you mentioned it. Teams are not going to take them for granted anymore. Their their ability to play defense and shut teams down that way and play these two one three to two games. You know, if the Islanders can't put up goals, I think they're going to have trouble with a lot of other teams that are getting better at goal scoring. And on another note, Varlamov, I'm not too sold on him. I think that's going to maybe crash and burn a little bit. Won't be terrible, but I I don't think it'll be as good as Leonard. And I mean, like Grice is still there. He is still there, but I, I don't think both of these goaltenders are going to have as good of a season as the two goaltenders did last year. I just don't see Barry Trotz coming and like doing that, doing again what he did. You know, he, he, I think, really sold the like, we don't need John. Screw all this. Let's go out and show them that you're good. And I just like, are the Islanders going to get have another hundred point season? No, I don't see it. I, I could see the Islanders having 25 30 less points next year uh, i could also like the islanders are the one team in this division that i'd say i think they're going to make miss the playoffs but i could also i don't know if i'd really knock somebody if they had them second in the division again yeah that's true and I, I'll, I'll be honest too i'm not 100 percent sold on brock nelson being a, a solid number two center for this team either so I don't know. We'll see how that works out. And Derek Broussard, maybe he finally gets his opportunity to play second-line minutes like break. he's been whining about for the last four years. So, <laughs> Good luck. Uh, my yeah. number four, four yeah. is the New Jersey Devils. Wow, okay. I have the Devils in the playoffs. I really like what they've done. I think that now bringing in Jack Hughes, he can sit behind uh, Nico Heischer and he really he could play third line minutes for the first little bit. He could play. I think he's probably best suited playing alongside someone else, also talented. But we'll see if that ends up being Taylor Hall. Uh, I love Nikita the fact, Gusev is looking good. Gusev, yep. Yeah. I love the fact that there's there's PK Subban there. You've got Wayne Simmons who's come in. Travis Zajac can now play a third more of like a third line type of role where I think he's best suited. I think there's a lot of nice things that have happened to this organization. Rare Shero's made some awesome moves over the summer and really weaponized his cap space. And so I think that the New Jersey Devils are, I think they're going to get the goaltending that they need. May not be the best goaltending all the time, but I think they're going to be able to score goals. Hey, look at San Jose and last year. Fast. Yeah. I mean, th- like John Hines, I think two years ago, caught everyone off guard by going just a fast forecheck all the time. And I think that the Devils may now be fast enough to really deploy that system because now they have the speed on top of that they have skill. And they have Taylor Hall back. Yeah, that's true. The only thing that might derail this team is if Taylor Hall, if it becomes this, oh, is he going to get traded? Is it going to, you know? Right, doesn't sign a contract. contract, Yeah. I will say if they stay in the playoff hunt, the playoff pitcher, that could be enticing enough even if by the end of the season they do maybe miss out by a couple points, if they show a dramatic improvement, right, they get up close to maybe 90, 92 points, but maybe miss the playoffs, you could say if you're Taylor Hall, okay, cool, we're, we're making strides, we're, we're getting there, I'll, I'll resign, right? Yeah. You could do that, but um, yeah, that could be the one hiccup is if that's a club, but guys like PK, Subban, and Jack Hughes are going to bring a lot of excitement to this team. So. Yes. I mean, I'd say in terms of like a, a team that I want to watch, I'm very excited. They could to be up there. The Devils. Yeah. Do you think that Taylor Hall will resign with the Devils? Boy, 
I'm I'm 50-50 on it right now. I, I really don't know what to think. Well, at this here's moment. the thing. Justin was convinced that Tavares would sign with the Islanders, right? No. No, you said was, he would. I said he was I'm leaving, sorry. yeah. I'm sorry, you're right. You said he was leaving. He I blasted was the one, me. I was the that. one who said he was definitely staying. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like to try and remember revise history. <laughs> uh yeah, I mean it worked out really well for me as a Leafs fan, but it did. Uh yeah, you were right about that. So I guess we'll listen to you on the Taylor Hall action oh, and see what happens. Uh, okay, so your number four is Philadelphia. Philly, okay. Yeah, I um, I think this team, again, the one big knock on them last year was uh, goaltending. I mean, you had eight starting goaltenders last year. Frick, don't even remember the last time a team ever did that. Yeah. But I think, you know, Elliott in a backup role is going to be fine because you don't have to worry about him going out there every night. And is he going to get injured tonight? Is it going to happen right? And yeah, I mean, Carter Hart has really He's going to solidify that back end. And now as as a team, right, you've you've got all your pieces signed. You know, Provorov's back in there now, re-signed. So you, yeah, you don't really, as as a defense now, you don't have to worry, right? So you might see the Ghost, you know, play a little bit more offensively uh, than what he has, you know, last season. You, you might see guys take a little bit more, you know, chance-wise. Um, the Racco Gudis trade for Matt Niskanen, I don't know if I'm sold on that quite yet. Um, just because I did like what Gudis brought in terms of grit, and I think Niskanen is slowing down a little bit. He's, he seems to be getting a little slow after he left Washington, but who knows? That might work out great for both teams. Uh, but right now, I think I, I kind of put them in fourth just because, one, um, I like what they have in goal, and two, the head coach, too. Honestly, bringing in a new head coach, and especially a guy, Elaine Vignon, is they're not going to finish first, but they're not definitely not going to be bad. Right. I think they make the playoffs, you know, depending on who they get in the first round, they might win a round. That's... That's about how I see this team. Sure. And the and a cool thing is too is granted while I think they overpaid for Kevin Hayes, it does give them the ability to say, Hey, Nolan yeah. Patrick, you don't have to play second line anymore. So That's you true. can play on the wing or you can go play third line. That's true. And it might work out better for this team in the long run. Or, or for at least a short a rough run. Rough pick. I mean, who knows? Nolan Patrick maybe maybe he's just a slower, slower developing yeah. guy and he ends up being somebody that that can be relied upon. But right now it really looks like that was a missed a missed pick there. So Yeah. Uh, I have the Philadelphia Flyers at three. At three, okay. So yeah, I have them cracking into uh, into the top three in this division. I, I, for all the reasons that that you just said, and I, I think we're probably looking at guys like Voracek and uh, and Claude Giroux, looking at them and going, "All right, guys, this is like this might be your chance." I mean, they're still. They're probably right at the edge of their prime. Both those guys, 32, 33. And so they, there's not much time left for those guys to be the prime pieces on a team and win. So I think that's a motivating factor. On top of that, you're going to get a, uh, a healthy Van Riemsdyk who was hurt for a lot of last year. And if he can put up 30-plus goals again, which I think is very possible, especially if he's given some good time on the power play, I think that there's... There's some good possibilities for this Flyers team. They they may be the dark horse of this division. Like they could surprise some people. I think I think you're gonna have a lot of people picking them, but I think you'll have a lot also have a lot of people looking at all these other teams going, ah, I kind of like this team better for this reason and this team better for this team this reason, and the Flyers kind of drop down maybe into that sixth position or even the five where they miss the playoffs, but they're they're definitely on the cusp. I think the Flyers are going to come out of the gate really strong. And the one thing I don't think Elaine Vignon is going to let happen are these two and eight stretches, these five losses in a row. Like 
he's going to make he's going to do enough to to keep this team being consistent. I, I'll give him that. I mean, he's he's always been a consistent coach. He just, you know, I may not like the way that he has always decided to put certain guys on certain lines. That's the one thing. Who knows who he's going <laughs> to pair with, you know, who's his Dan Girardi on the New York Rangers That's, right. or on the Flyers. So we'll, we'll see about that. Who's your number three? Uh, number three for me, the Pittsburgh Penguins. Okay. Um, Malkin last year, a little, little bit of a slump, if you want to call it that season. He He's looking very leaner from what I hear. And so um, I expect a bigger season out of him. I still think Sidney Crosby, Sidney Crosby, yep. to me, still a top three guy in, in this game. Uh, you can't argue the way he plays the game at both ends of the ice. And I, I think Matt Murray's the one key factor here where I think they could, you know, possibly do number two, number three, or maybe even slightly missed the playoffs i haven't even. heard i yeah that's that that is true i think this is a team that you have to have in the playoffs like you're probably if you're picking them to miss the playoffs you're just kind of trying to rile people up i think you're, you're going for clicks right because <laughs> i i do think this this is still a good team i mean they were a hundred point team and they had tons of injuries and their goaltending was terrible and basically Sidney crosby said no we're not missing the playoffs let's go and then they just they couldn't score come playoff time but uh, i I do think that this is a team that they could win the division. They could also finish in the in the bottom two in this division. Like right. I, I think that this team is so volatile. I haven't heard much about Matt Murray. It's been quiet, and, and I think and how he's you know what has he done in the off season? Is he changing anything? Because he he really has uh, has dropped the pickle, as we'll say. Well, yeah, I think for Pittsburgh, they want to wait and see if he stays healthy, right? Because if he can't stay healthy and give him a consistent season, you know, why do you want to pay this guy big money at eight years and, and right. waste it? Because right. um, he can be an elite goaltender uh, when healthy. And so, um, you know, and another guy, too, on this team, Alex Galchenyuk, they shipped off, you know, Phil Kessel, and he's he's in the final year of his contract, and then he's going to be a UFA, no RFA status there at 26 when he gets he gets done. And so... You know, are you going to get a dynamic season out of him? Because he's going to be looking to get paid too. Um, you know, he's a guy who I'm sure is probably looking at Kevin Hayes and saying, "Hey, I, I put up points like that guy in even better sometimes." So, um, you know, I want my seven eight million dollar season. So yes, and I think honestly, Galchenyuk may just be like, "Hey, we can we can keep him, we can rehab him, turn him into something good. Maybe he can play with Crosby. Maybe he can play with Malkin. Maybe he's their third line center, but." Ultimately, I think that they go, okay, uh, we're going to let him walk and we're going to take that cap space and we're going to go try and sign somebody of significance because, wow. I mean, they, they did lose, you know, all of, all of Kessel's, Kessel's money. Uh, they have Galchenyuk as a UFA and Justin Schultz as a UFA at the end of right. the year too. Another big offensive power. And what, and speaking of defense, what kind of Chris Letang are you going to get? You know, are you going to get the guy from a few years ago who was great offensively or now the guy who has a bunch of defensive lapses? So, yeah, it'll be interesting. This team really is the like, eh, it could go either way. Yeah. And, and I, it'll be, it'll be fun to see what happens, especially because it's been a long time since we've seen a bad Pittsburgh team. All right. And I hate the Brandon Tanev signing too. So, uh, yeah, this is a team for me. I just, again, with with the talent they have and the possibility they could, again, like we said, win this division or finish towards the bottom, I just couldn't put them higher than three for me. Okay. Uh, I have them at my two spot. I think at three, yeah. and then I have, who's at your two? Number two is Carolina. Okay, you yeah. got Carolina up. I do. I'm, I'm very high in Carolina. I still think, um, much like last season, I think the one big thing to watch out for is going to be goaltending. I do think 
Peter Morazic, you know, having solid, I don't want to say solidified, but pretty much they're paying him to be the number one guy there now. Um, it'll be interesting. I like the Ryan's Zingle signing. That, yeah. that was a that was a good move. You know, it gives him some depth up the middle, and he can kind of play all over the place. And, and we'll get a whole season of Nino Niederreiter in Carolina. Jake Gardner going to be a great addition there too. I think. And Jake Gardner's a great addition. Plus, you're going to see Andre Shvetsnikov probably taking take another step. I in hope terms so. Of his goal scoring. Yeah, and it, you know, I again, this team has a lot of talented guys up front, and if for some reason they they just can't seem to find that scoring touch. Um, they've got a lot of pieces on the back end where maybe you can say, hey, let's move Justin Falk. Yeah, now. we'll see. What, I or think Justin whatever. Falk is probably moving. I mean, we already know that he he vetoed a trade to Anaheim. Right, for Andre Kasha or whatever yeah. it was. So so they're definitely attempting to move him for a top six forward. And yeah, so it'll be it'll be interesting. Also, Eric Halla coming coming there as well. That was a, a nice little move for their bottom six. So uh, yeah, Carolina, again, I just don't think that... There was something magical about last year. And when magical years happen, I think you have to maybe take it with a little bit of a grain of salt. I do think that this is a good team. I just don't know if they are quite as good as what we saw. I also wonder about James Reimer. And uh, I don't think they're going to get the same kind of goaltending that they got. No, and I don't think they fully expect to. I think if if they do get mediocre goaltending, I, I do not think this is going to be a, a team that's going to be very hesitant to go to Alex Needlejovic or whatever, however you pronounce his last name, uh, the superstar from the AHL, Colder winning uh, Charlotte Checkers, I believe it is. I just know that everyone regrets getting rid of Curtis McElhaney. <laughs> Yeah. Well, everyone. Yeah. He was. He was. He Columbus, was really great. They but regretted I, it. I think the they least, were. They regretted they it. Really did. Now Carolina will regret getting rid of McElhaney. They could have paid him a million five. Maybe they could have given him two. No, million. they could have gave him the two million dollars he got. But I think the the problem was like one point three. Did he? Was it really that little? Yeah, one point. I thought he million. was getting close to two. But anyways, I think the problem is one point three for two years. It's because they gave him two. Yeah, that that years. was the difference. Was the two years? I think they just so, wanted okay, to go they, one more year. They did give him two million. It was just over two years. Right. Okay. Fair. Yeah. All right. Well, with that said, I think uh, you and I both have the same number we one. Both have Washington. Yeah. You know this this division. I just I'm having a hard time with it. Like, is Washington truly the like Carolina could finish top in this division, but so could the team that I have sixth. What if the like the Islanders? It's not out of the realm of possibility that they could just go and so could Philadelphia though. Like this division is a weird division. I mean, you think about them the Atlantic. It's Tampa, Boston, Toronto. Go ahead and revert, like switch around the order. Right, doesn't matter. But like, but I no think question that those teams will be there. The vast majority of people are going to have those three teams at least in the top four. Of course, you know a team can sneak in and and kind of bump a team out and ends up, you know, maybe Boston ends up in a wild card or Toronto ends up in a wild card. Some because crazy some, thing, some injuries or. But those those are things that you can't plan for. You know, that's that's some one, some of the reasons why. These pre these uh, division predictions, yeah, we don't know who's going to get hurt. If we knew who we were going to get hurt, of course we'd we'd be making a lot more money. Uh, <laughs> but there's no way to know. This is just based off the information that we have now. So whereas I think the Metro, maybe outside of like I I just can't see Columbus winning the division. Um, Goodness no. But what if Henrik Lundqvist has his like here's his Swan last song. hurrah season. The Rangers could be like a top two team in the division. They have the ability. Somehow, sure. like yeah. there's there's maybe a path to it. Do I think that's going to happen? No. 
I think those two teams are probably pretty pretty set in at least the bottom three. I don't think they're I don't think they have much hope of making the playoffs, but I do think this this division is maybe the hardest to pick. Absolutely, I think outside of Washington, the rest of those teams, you can't you can't say for certainty. Oh yeah, they're definitely a top. Three I agree. Team. Washington so. is a playoff team, and like I would put money on that. And then just you can roll the dice on everybody else. Yeah, crazy. Okay, well let's go to the Central Division. Let's do it. Uh, the Central is. Uh, for me, I'll just start with my seven because it looks the same as last year. I have the Minnesota Unwild at uh, last place in the division. And yep, same. I think this is another team who could be in that that mix for the number one overall pick. Honestly, I mean they should be. That that's what they they this team needs it. Like they don't need to they don't need to try and make the play. Although their owner did say that they wanted somebody who's going to try and make the playoffs. Right. Yeah, they went out and got Matt Zuccarello. Um, Kevin Fiala looked like a really nice addition. Uh, Ryan Donato, again, another nice addition. That Devin Dubnik's getting older. He is older, getting older. But, and yeah, older. and same with Eric Stahl, Miku Koivu. Like, what are you going to get out of those guys yeah. this year? I mean, I think Eric Stahl will still produce, but he's not your 40-goal guy anymore. No, and I, I think that a lot of the teams in this division have gotten better. Like, I have Chicago at six, and same. I think that Chicago is better than they were last year. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, at least in the goaltending department, they've went out and got Robin Leonard. Oh my god! They, you know what? It's it's funny. Like when that that move first happened, I I had to like head scratch a little bit, but then I really thought about. it. I'm like, okay, with an unhealthy like a concussion prone Corey Crawford, you don't know what you're gonna get, right? And so you bring in Robin Leonard, and you say, hey, we're gonna give you a one year deal. If you go out and you play pretty dang good and cover Corey Crawford's ass. Guess what? We're going to sign you long term and give you the term and money you want, and you're yep. going to be and our number Crawford, one guy. Crawford will be a UFA, so yeah. they can. And Crawford can play backup again, or you yeah, know, be one one A one B with them if one, he wants. One point five or two million a yeah. year. Sure. But I mean, you know, you don't have to worry now about that goaltending situation because I mean, the last few years he goes down, this team's screwed. Right. Um, and yeah, like we talked about it again too. The rest of the teams are getting better. I mean, Chicago is looking much better of a team. I, I love Alex DeBrinkett and uh, Dylan Strom. Who knows if we're going to get the same guy that we got last year, right. but even if you get a shell of that, it's still pretty good. And um, I think the only question mark is, you know, Duncan Keith and Brett Seabrook. Yeah, like, you know? can Ole Mata maybe find himself in a different market? Yeah, maybe. It's possible. Like, be able to be a top four defenseman again. Uh, yeah, that's the, the defense is probably the biggest question mark for Chicago. Uh, I just don't think that Chicago is really in a position to compete with the other five teams in this division well that's fair. if they were in the pacific they might have a they might have a fighting chance yeah that's fair but the central i think is just too strong do, do you where do you have is number six chicago's number seven for me too yeah or number six, six i'm sorry okay. yeah okay that is where this is going to start getting interesting i think those two Very teams much. we go okay and uh the next five i mean they they all made the playoffs last year i think there's a strong argument to be made for all of them making the playoffs again now we just determine the order. Who do you have at number five? Number five. And I think this is a team, again, I, I think this is going to be another five-team playoff division. I do think you know teams one through five in this division are going to be in there. But for five, for me, just because of the, the issues they have in signing their, their guys and the, the – Loss of talent on the back end. Winnipeg is. Number I actually five for me. have them at number five as well. Okay. Yeah, I have them as a team falling. I I think I could see five teams making the playoffs from this division. I can also see 
this, especially like if they got off to a slow start, it's going to be hard to call, to crawl back. I know St. Louis right. did it, but that was like a, a total anomaly. I do think that the Oilers are going to be better. I think Vancouver is going to be better. I think Arizona is going to be better. I don't know if this is a if this is a five playoff team division because you know teams are going to beat up on each other. Chicago's a little better, so does that pull a couple points away from from maybe the, the Winnipeg Jets or someone else who's you know as as all the standings kind of kind of play themselves out? I do think the Wild will be worse. So there is absolutely that. yeah. I I just don't see. Some of the teams in the Pacific, like we saw some real bad stretches. I think there'll be some pulling around, you know, turn some things around. I think that Edmonton maybe has a chance to compete for a playoff spot at least. And I think that that'll go a long way. Yeah. I may be putting four Pacific teams in. So, yeah. And there is a slim chance that I shouldn't say slim chance. There is a, a very real chance that could happen. I do think, you know, again, Arizona, Edmonton are teams, Vancouver, that are going to be knocking on the door. Plus, to try I mean, to steal. Milan Lucic. Right, he's finally gone. So. He's gone, and I I do like the addition of Mike Smith and Edmonton too. So that's yeah. yeah. I think he's going to steal that number one job. But anyways, that's the Pacific. So we got fifth. Yeah, yeah. is Winnipeg. <laughs> so we've got the same so far. Uh, my number four is the same team that finished number four last year, and that's the Dallas Stars. Okay, not my number four. Uh, I you know I think that the Stars are just kind of they're one of those teams where. I mean, yeah, they could they could finish a couple slots higher. I mean, this I, I love the addition of of Joe Pavelski. I think it finally gives them a legitimate second line center. I think that Rupe Hints can then move down and play the third line center role, which I think is probably perfect for him. He he played well as their kind of their second line guy, but I think that he'd be better suited if he's able to get some less difficult minutes. And uh, you give those to Joe Pavelski, and Pavelski can be your second power as your second center on the power play. Uh, I think there's just a lot of really nice things that happen because of that. So yeah. And I, and I'm is, and Miro Heiskanen is only going to get better. So that's, oh my that's a pretty scary, scary uh, thing there. Ben Bishop can't get any better, but I don't see him taking any steps back uh, this particular nope. year. So I, I think the Dallas stars are, will be in a good place. They also may be in a better place in terms of that consistency. They were kind of all over the place early on last year, and it really took Jamie Ben and Tyler Sagan a while to get going. I don't see that happening again this year. The biggest question mark is, is Jamie Ben like, what kind of Jamie Ben are we going to get? You know, Jamie Ben is the captain of this team. He's been the leading goal, leading point guy for a couple years. And he goes and he only puts up 53 points last year. And that's just not acceptable from a guy who's making nine and a half million bucks. Right. I, I agree. Mean, that's $200,000 a point almost. That's, that's wow. pretty bad. <laughs> Although I wish I got paid that much money to make one point in the NHL. Right. So. right. <laughs> well, I mean, essentially right now, the way that guys are getting paid, it's almost like it's uh, you're making about $100,000 for every point that you put up. It's not too shabby. No, no. <laughs> So I mean, I just if Jamie Ben can't be better now, he was really good in the playoffs, ten points in thirteen games. He showed up. I just think that's that's could be the difference between a Stars team that finishes fourth, which is where I have them, and maybe a Stars team that could go out and win a division. Sure, because I think that all if Winnipeg has everyone back, like if this Bufflin situation clears itself out, or maybe you know he comes back and plays, 
Line A, Connor, everybody's happy and everybody comes to play. I think Winnipeg could win this division. I also think they could miss the playoffs. Yeah, that's that's odd to say, but yeah. That's why I'm putting them in this five slot because I, that's a, a playoff missing but playoff making. Right. <laughs> it's a safe play. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay, my number four is the St. Louis Blues. Um, I do Again, I still think they're a playoff team. I think this is going to be a neck-and-neck division when you talk about the top five in this team. I think any one of them could have a real shot at winning the division, but then they could also, like we say, you know, finish you know three, four, or five in this division. Um, I love the pieces that St. Louis has. I think they have a lot of younger guys like Robert Thomas who are just getting better. Um, however, I think the you know Jordan Jordan Bingington was a great story last year. Are we going to get that same consistent goaltending this year? Um, if we do. Again, this is a team that could very easily finish at the top of the division um, because I do think Ryan O'Reilly is very underrated, but they've got older guys too like Alexander Steen, David Perron that I don't think are going to have as successful seasons this year. So we'll see how that all well, plays hopefully out. Hopefully Tarasenko is a little more consistent. Well, we hope so too. Yeah. So that, that would be, I mean, that would be big. I think Ryan O'Reilly will be uh, at He'll be Ryan O'Reilly the whole time. Absolutely. As opposed to those first three seasons, he really wasn't all that great. So I do think that the St. Louis Blues team will be pretty good. They really haven't. They other than Patrick Maroon, they didn't really lose much uh, in nope. the, in the off season. So I, I think there are certainly going to be people talking about Jay Bomeister, Joel Edmondson, and Petrangelo, all free agents, as well as Braden Shen, all unrestricted free agents at the end of this year. Braden Shen's a guy that you haven't really heard much play. Like nobody's talking about. You know, oh hey, Braden Shen, he could be a guy who who fetches a, a ten million dollar contract. I don't know about that, but he could he could get Kevin Hayes money no problem for sure, because he's shown he can be a top line guy and and drive. He has, and he can play with really good players. He can, yeah. But he is going to be twenty nine, so that could you know hurt him a little bit in terms of you know the type of term and money he gets. So um, I do think seven million dollars is not out of the, poss- the realm of possibilities for a guy like this, but. You know, again, now that Ryan O'Reilly's in there, he's playing second line minutes, so you know that might hurt him a little bit too in terms of production. Yeah, does he kind of fall into that second, maybe even third line center? Was right, and I, I do think there's going to be a lot of teams out there that would love to have him. I mean, you know, there's a lot of if teams. If you could like, get him for seven million, would you would you sign Braden Chen? Maybe for three or four years tops. Yeah, but that's that's going to be the the deciding factor. For sure, who's willing to sign him for five or six at eight? Right. Which he did have a seventy point season, you know. He he got hurt midway through that year, but that was two years ago when they were just absolutely tearing it up that top line. Uh, but anyways, uh, yeah, I have the St. Louis Blues at three. Okay, well, my number three, uh, Colorado. Okay, Colorado yeah. Avalanche taking a little step, taking a little step. From I think a good step. Third, I the only. I mean, this is a team that could again. They made they made some really really good moves. I love the Nazem Kadri trade. I thought that was great to yep. solidify their second Fantastic line. Fantastic move. Although they have a weak defense and they lose Tyson Berry. Well, losing Tyson Berry is going to hurt, but they do have this is the Cal big McCarr. question. Yeah, they've got Cal McCarr. They've got you know Byram coming in out of the draft. You know, is he going to make the team? But regardless, I think there's a lot of young pieces to be excited about. But can they step up and perform and take those next steps? Um, and awesome. the Jonas Donskoy, that's that was a that was an under the radar signing. I think that he comes in and he'll he'll play in the top six, and that was really their biggest problem last year was that they had no one outside of Ranton and McKinnon and uh, Landeskog. Right, and now you've got also you know Berkowski coming in too from Washington. He's going to be a nice top six guy for them. 
So you got a lot of nice secondary pieces now where they don't maybe have to split up those top big three anymore. They yeah, I, like, I actually year. like their top nine now. Yeah, it's great. Whereas last year, I, I didn't at all. Yeah, you could see, I mean, Kadri coming in as a second-line center. I mean, I think Kadri... He could be a 30-goal guy Kadri again. Will, I, I yeah. think he'll score 30 goals. Yeah, I think, he'll be, I think he'll be really good. The biggest uh, question mark is going to be now, this is Philip Grubauer's net. Well, He doesn't yeah. have anybody else now. Sure. So yeah, can, can he, he do it? Can he do it? Also... Can they re-sign Miko Ran then? Right. Well, like, of course. Because I think that they're looking to give him. I saw they're looking to give him around eight five, eight five, eight six. He easily wants Matt Marner money. I think he's just looking at that contract yeah, he, and like that's what yeah, I want. Absolutely, he wants Mitch Marner money hardcore. I mean, and he deserves it too. He's been he's produced more points than yeah, Mitch Marner has over yeah. the length of the both those you know. And he's proven he can play away from McKinnon too. Yeah. And the, and the best part is that if you can get him, if you can get him to come back. I mean, I know. I know, like you're looking at it, and you're going, "How can we pay him four million bucks more than McKinnon? Like it's just not fair." Don't think of it that way. Pay him ten million. Just think you're saving four million on McKinnon, right? He's right. Gonna, in four years, he's going to cost you another five, six million. It's easily. no one's fault that McKinnon, whoever his agent is, he should fire him immediately. <laughs> right. Like yeah, that was that's a brutal deal. Uh, but I think we're I think Randon's he's he's going to get at least nine five. Oh, he's he's got to get at least Kucherov kind of money and so yeah i think if they can get him signed in time uh that that is a you know maybe a deciding factor in terms of For whether sure. or not this where this team ends up finishing if they have ranton in from december 1st on or do they have ranton in all year right but i will say now with these extra pieces on the secondary you know now like unlike last year if say ranton wasn't around last year you would say this team would probably tank or, you know, finish towards the bottom sure. of the division, where now sure. you can say, okay, they could probably survive a little while without him. That's very true. So. Uh, okay, well, I have my number two is the Nashville Predators. Wow. Yes, so I have Colorado winning Winning the division. division. Yes, I think a massive step forward for this Colorado team. I think they're the team that comes out, surprises everyone. They win this division. I think they're going to be a blast to watch. I think they've got a lot of depth, and I think that they have... A lot to prove. I don't think you have to look further than Nazem Kadri to look at guys who have something to prove. Yeah, I, I'll agree with that. And I do think... As long as he doesn't try to slight someone <laughs> open in the playoffs. Yeah, they, they will definitely be exciting to watch. And I'm excited and hope hoping that they, they play well because this is a team that, you know, the NHL loves to showcase, right? You want fast, young guy, superstar talent to put out there. And I think, you know... Um, this would be a great team. For number two for me, though, I have the Dallas Stars, and I have okay. the Predators winning this division. All right. Yeah. For the, I, uh, for the second, third year in a row then, right? Yeah, maybe. Did they win the division the year before that? I think, yeah, I think they did. In 17, 18? Yeah. Well, that was the year that they made the, the conference. they final. made the finals, right? Yeah. And the they were a finals. wild card. That Oh, no, yeah, yeah. They won the whole league. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, first let's start with Dallas. I think... I love the additions they they brought bringing in Jopa I think is great and I think honestly if you look at this top 3 defense if you take any team's top 3 I think Dallas has the best top 3 in the whole entire league really? hands down Yeah I think Berg Heiskanen Yeah and Essel Lindell and Lindell I think these guys are the best top 3 in the wow. league Yeah Heiskanen to me is the most underrated defenseman in the league hands down right now um, I, get, I can get on board with that Yeah I think out nobody's watched him that's the thing, and I think I think he is what what everybody's talking about for Seth Jones right now. Like this guy's like the next Norris Trophy guy, right? And I think Heiskanen is that guy right now too, um, but you know he just hasn't been in the league that much, and he plays in you know 
you know, in, in Dallas where not a lot of people outside of the East Coast watch them. Good on you, Jim Neal. So, in Klingberg, a dude, guy who put up 70 points, and then you get Heisken in. Dude, so good. Yeah, and uh, at number three, too. So, yeah, winning the division, the Predators for me. I love the addition of Matt Duchesne. Um, maybe not so much the term, but I think in the next three, four years, he's going to be a firecracker for this team offensively. Yeah, I mean, that you sign a guy like that, you're you're not worried about five years down the road. No, and, not at all. And you know who definitely isn't is David Poyle. Right. He's definitely not worried about five years down the road. He need, They know they need to win now. They do. Like they'll, they can deal with that later on. They can trade it. They can eat some of the salary. You know what? Yeah, and, and I you do never think know what'll come after the next lockout. Is there like some amnesty buyouts or? Oh well, yeah. Although I don't know if Nashville can afford to amnesty buyout somebody. I think they're all right. Yeah. Yeah, but I I think Philip Forsberg is a guy who's going to benefit the most from having Duchesne there. I think once that connection gets made, I think he's going to explode offensively. Yeah, well, and to. Ryan Johansson needs to, like he'll slot down to the second line center, which is where he Perfect. needs to be. Yeah. Because then he's one of the best second line centers in the league instead of one of the, like he definitely could be a first line center, but he's a, not a great first line center right. option. So. And the, the other question mark too is like, now you've got a guy like Kyle Turris, right? Do you throw him in as your third line or do you move him to try to get some scoring on the wing? Yeah. Or do you just move him to the wing? Or that Maybe too. You can move them to the way. I don't yeah. know. But all right. So there's our. Um, we both have Nashville up towards the top. Colorado definitely my unexpected one. Interesting. And, uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Sometimes you got you got to have some some fun ones in there. Hey, I don't hate. Got to make some bold bold predictions. And I actually at the end of last year I thought I think Colorado maybe has a shot to to really surprise people next year. So it's gonna be a lot of fun. It will be. All right. Well, that is our Metro and Central Division rankings. Look, uh, our, for next week, we'll do the Atlantic and the Pacific, the two oceans. We will talk to you guys very soon. Enjoy all the preseason hockey and hit us up on Twitter at OT Hockey Talk. Also on Instagram for more content as we uh, pump out some different stories as we talk through things throughout the week. Talk to you guys soon.